Hi there, it's me, Jupiter, from the future. And thank you so much for checking out Season 1, Episode 1 of Deck of Friendship. I really hope that you enjoy the show. Uh, I just wanted to come in here at the very beginning uh, just to clarify. So, hi, my name is Jupiter. My pronouns are she, they. And for the first, like three seasons of this show, I had a different name and slightly different pronouns. Uh, so yeah, just updating you. Hey, I'm Jupiter. All of my links are in the description with accurate information. I just didn't want to edit all of that to, f- to fix that. I mean, that's three seasons of episodes. Surely you understand. Oh, and also, uh, we have a Patreon now. Uh, don't sweat it too hard. I mean, this is likely the first time you're listening to this podcast, so don't worry about it. But if you end up really liking the show, uh, maybe go check us out. Uh, you can find the link in the description of every episode. Uh, it's patreon.com slash archdeckaspects. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy the show, and uh, bye-bye. Hi, folks. My name is Marble, and my pronouns are she, her. Hello, my name is Ray, and my pronouns are he, him. Hi, I'm Mars. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. And it's time to pull a card from the deck of friendship. This is a podcast where each week we talk about an episode of a game-based friendship anime. And this week we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1, Episode 1. Uh, but before we get into that... Um, Hi, y'all. What's this podcast? What is it? Where are we and who are we and why? I'm in my room and I'm Marble and my pronouns are she, her. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Ray. I'm in my basement. I'm very cold and I go by he, him pronouns. Um, And we are, this podcast is a game-based friendship anime podcast where we talk about animes. What does that even mean? It means we watch some anime Preferably friendship game-based animes. And then we, we talk about it and talk about themes of friendship and, and perseverance and all that good stuff. You know how when you watch a show and you think that it's just about like little scraps of paper with pictures of monsters on them, but then it turns out that it's actually all about friendship? Uh, replace paper monsters with digital monsters and digital you're just monsters. you're just doing digimon so now. so yeah that's that's the thing is we're gonna be you know over the course of the show we're gonna be covering uh, a whole a whole heck of a lot of anime a gosh um, darn lot an entire a, plethora a slew a, a myriad slew. a yes. gaggle <laughs> a mm. gaggle of anime <laughs> a gaggle of anime um <laughs> We're, we're talking things like Bakugan and Beyblade and, yeah, Digimon, probably. Um, and uh, Card Fight, apparently. Yes. And, of course, Yu-Gi-Oh! Because that's... I feel it's not... It's probably not the first anime to to use to be based off a physical game and have friendship as a core theme, but... Yu-Gi-Oh! was the first anime. Uh, you're right. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Yu-Gi-Oh was it the is, first yeah. anime. It uh it it came down from the mountains um carrying two plaques in its hand and they both said anime on them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the Valkyrie said anime. And the Valkyrie said anime. Uh, and the crops were watered, and they had a bountiful harvest. Of anime. What is this even? What is this religion that I'm creating? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, you're an anime, animeist? A, a, a weeaboo. It's a weeabooism, yeah. Yeah, it's weeabooism. <laughs> what am I saying? What am I saying? It's weeabooism. Anyway, so, like, okay. that's what this so, podcast is. It's weeabooism. So, so I guess I I, I kind of want to go around the room 
you know, talk. I, I want to talk about you know our experiences with like not only Yu-Gi-Oh as a show, but like anime in general because I we kind of have sort of differing experiences on that as well. I'll start, I guess. Ray start. Ray, Ray start. Go, Ray. Ray start. That's Go. the name of my anime. Uh, I have watched, let me think, I have watched almost all seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1 and most of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Uh, I don't remember a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 1, unfortunately, aside from there's dice and also virtual reality and penguin at some point. And Taya, friendship, and my valentine. So I guess those are the things I remember about Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, in terms of actual anime, I don't, like, I think I'm a run-of-the-mill anime watcher. I'm not, like, super hardcore into watching millions of anime, but I, I pick and choose the ones I like, and I, should should I talk about the animes I've seen, or just, like, in general, what kind of anime I watch? Because I watch, like, RPG fantasy animes, or, like, short animes that have, like, dark settings. Hmm. What, what, sort, of, what sort of anime are you talking about? Uh, you could say anything, and I wouldn't know what you're talking about, by the way. Uh, Log Horizon is one of my favorite animes. There you go. If you know Log Horizon, I'm proud of you. If not, it's okay. I super don't. My, I've never my heard dude, of Log I don't. Horizon. I do uh, not, as a matter of fact. I recommend it to everybody. Okay, I'll watch it right now. Right now, please. Yeah, thanks for okay, inviting so... me, y'all. I, I had a great time. I'm going to go okay, watch so it. that <laughs> is season one of Deck of Friendship. Yeah. Next, uh, we're doing Log Horizon. Uh... No, so now, now now what now I don't know anything about Log Horizon, but I guess I guess we can make this a Log Horizon fan cast. <laughs> Here's the thing, uh, we might well, I don't know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh. Although I guess I could get to that in my it's, introduction. It's it's a people get stuck in a game anime. Okay. It's, so the, And the first thing you probably think of is Sword Art Online, and it's very not Sword Art Online, it's very much the social and political aspects of ending up in a a fantasy game world where the people exist already and you have to deal with the politics of kingdoms and adjusting to that sort of life and it's very intriguing. That does sound intriguing, actually. I'm writing it down. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. Marble? Marble. That's me. Uh what about you? What what's what's your sort of experience? You you have sort of a well, I wouldn't call it necessarily a fun experience but it is sort of a fun story about i'm your, glad about you Yu-Gi-Oh. asked mars i'd love to tell you all about my experience with Yu-Gi-Oh. so when i was a youngster i um was very into the, the pokemon and the Yu-Gi-Oh and everything on four kids with the with the anime and the, the toys and the cards and um basically uh, this was in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, which was the height of something that I and many others would call Pokemon Panic, in which uh, religious parents were being told by their churches and by books like Christian by Christian writers about how things like Pokemon or Harry Potter or Yu-Gi-Oh um, were all like super evil. And um, my parents still like apologize to me for this to this day. But like <laughs> they basically like they, they, they took one look at my Pokemon cards after reading these books and hearing these lectures um, and they were like, feral imp? That sounds like demon summoning. <laughs> and, and I was no longer allowed to have any sort of uh, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, anything. It was all, it was all, it was all gone with the wind. Um, and uh, I, 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 I wanted to recommend the book that they read because it's like a dollar on Amazon and it's extremely funny. And it's called Buying and Selling the Souls of Our Children. Um, it is the funniest book on the entire planet. It has, like, excerpts on, like, why Dodria, who is a false trinity, um... Which, which is just... Okay, so a little... It's a true. little peek behind the curtain. A little peek behind the deck of friendship curtain that we have now. Um... You know, this is, this is the second time we're recording this episode. And the best time. Uh, and the best time? Uh, because, uh... I don't know. Some weird stuff happened, and Files d- d- got David Blaine. It got sent to the Shadow Realm. It's Kaiba fine. did it. 
Kaiba did it. Kaiba did not like how we were talking about him on the episode. So we have signed a contract with Kaiba Corp uh, <laughs> that we are no longer allowed to slander Kaiba's name on our podcast. But we will. Uh, uh, well. I will. Mars won't. <laughs> I also will. Yeah, I will too. But, um, but, uh, so you were t- you you the first time that you that you said that that uh, that Doug Trio was a was an unholy trilogy a false trinity like a false like the, tri- the a Father, false the trinity Son, the Holy Spirit hey, hey I know so little about religion I'm gonna be real because um, because well, I because <laughs> I did not grow up in a religious household at all um, I, I've been to church a total of like five times in my life. Um, uh, but uh, I, that is maybe the most wild thing oh, you could hilarious. have said to me in that moment. There's like entire chapters about how just like playing the Game Boy cartridges of Pokemon will like turn you into a demon summoner. It's great. There's like there's like a video. Dude, on, um, I wish. There's like a then th- maybe then maybe I'd be able to find a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you say, want to like date a, a demon? There's a something awful meme, or an every oh everything is terrible. It's an everything is terrible meme on YouTube, uh, where a, a preacher is talking about how like card games are evil, and I'm, I'm sure that most people are pretty familiar with that one. Um, but that's kind of like a summary of the whole the panic surrounding that. And I did get back into Pokemon as soon as my parents forgot it was demonic. Um, but I never got back into Yu-Gi-Oh. So I used to watch the show. I used to play the cards, and then I kind of didn't. Um, but then um, my other experience with anime in general is um, I don't have to tell you how many anime I've watched because it is too many. Um, but in my defense, I was a teenager with unrestricted access to the internet. Um, God, I wish. And um, Ray, ReZero is actually a good show. Again? Oh, no, I let, don't. no, let me clarify. God, I wish I was a teenager back then with unrestricted internet access. Okay. It's I, it, it. Well, here's the thing: is that if you do that, you end up watching too much anime. <laughs> so, you 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 know, it's not all peachy. I guess, I guess it's the uh, grass is greener, huh? Yeah. Kind of situation. Yeah, you I definitely my, wish I, I could trade yours. places and not have watched as much anime as I have. And I want to watch ten million anime and make my eyes bust out of my head. Oh, um, here's the thing: I'm sure everybody in the audience has, but like, uh, watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because it's the only good anime. Okay, that's Full it. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Full hey, metal guess Alchemist. what, nerds? What? What? Anime sucks. Yeah. I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not right. Wrong. Anime does suck. <laughs> you are correct. Um uh, I I don't actually have that much experience with anime. The only anime that I've watched to con- to completion are Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, um Soul Eater and City 17, I think is what it's called. Like from Half-Life? Oh no, that's a Half Life thing. What is it called? <laughs> I thought you were uh, gonna say City Skylines, and I'm I like, know, there's an too. anime for like, that. There's an anime. It's 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 like City. No, it's something like that. Uh, it, it's it's an actually it's a very gay show, which is which is pretty good. I but like gay, gay shows. City, City, Soul Eater, City gay. Soul Eater is not a good show. <laughs> And I'm just gonna say that right now, and people are gonna like not be friends with me anymore after saying that. But that's, I, 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 I say controversial things. I did online. it last time, and I'll do it this time. I will stick up for the ending theme song, the first one. The rest of them can go, but the first ending theme song <laughs> in Soul Eater saved the whole show. The I, whole aesthetic of Soul Eater is. So choice. And the animation. Mm. Yeah. I will support the animation and the the idea behind Soul Eater, and I enjoyed it. It's very problematic. It's not... Like most anime that feature women, it's very problematic. (laughs) That have women in them. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, If, like, you can... (sighs) But also then we get into the... The the conversation about what's culturally appropriate in Japan versus the West, and how, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't want to get into that, but here's the anime debate that I do want to get into. Subs versus dubs. 
dubs. Um, um I watch do what makes you happy. Dubs are good for accessibility. Don't at me. Uh, do what makes <laughs> you happy. I don't care. Yeah, I legitimately don't care either. Like it, it fully doesn't matter. Personally, I tend to prefer dubs just because I, I, I have hard time paying attention to to to, to subtitles mm. a lot of the time. Um. Uh. uh but yeah, it fully like like why why I, I I fully do not understand why it's like like it, it's the same it's it's one of those internet like arguments that like it's weird that an argument can become a meme where like the first thing that like people online might do in a conversation is get into a, an argument on purpose because it's like a meme argument you know what I mean Yeah, I'm so done with that culture. Yeah, it's just, just it's, saying that's that's where I stand. Yeah, I, I I think that like first off, I think that getting on into fights online is stupid and a waste of time. Right, like having like critical arguments is fine, and I promote that for sure. But just for sure. arguing for the sake of arguing and getting laughs and like getting other people heated like i have yeah. so much so many other things to worry about like my taxes and my mental <laughs> health and right, my work yeah. and if my car will have gas tomorrow that i don't care about I just, you i, I feel like internet. i used i used to have so much energy to argue with people on the internet and it's just gone now when people get mad at me on the internet i'm like you uh, do finger I, guns I, at them. Well, I, there goes yeah, I just I, I I I pop my shades on, even if it's like nine o'clock at night, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't do this. I can't get emotionally invested in what's happening here, and I walk away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like what? What about internet stranger makes me want to get emotionally invested in something? I want to go back quickly to the sub versus dubs. I prefer subs, but that's because I like to see the original. Um, like sometimes, you know, translations don't come through, and certain concepts and ideas are better seen in the original. But that's just me. But and then I, vice I, versa. I totally understand. I totally understand. Um, and so that's that's the thing is we we are. I, I think like what version we watch on this show will a depend on what's available but also just depend on the show um and in this case we are going to be for for you yeah we are going to be watching the four kids dub and i know for some people that's going to be a little sacrilegious it's all i knew it's all i knew growing up so we're doing it we're doing it um joey earth to joey it's your move um but but yeah the 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 japanese original dub and the english dub story-wise they go way different places um and i that's something i think we will find a way to tackle on this show as best we can uh but like i don't think we're going to be watching uh both versions uh, maybe in the future but not now not now maybe not, not now. ever i i'm not making any promises i yeah i, I don't want to i don't want to bag ourselves into a corner immediately on the first episode of this show right uh anyway um, that that is this podcast that yeah, is us we, this is us this is us thanks that, for coming everybody <laughs> um we're gonna go watch the episode now yeah, yeah let's go watch the episode let's episode go watch the one video yeah, normally, normally we're just gonna, you know, you'll 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 click that episode button. We'll already have watched the episode, but we wanted to do a little bit of a a little uh, a little preamble, little. Well, where are they now? Except the now is the beginning. Yeah, where will they be? <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's 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 give let's give this episode a a, a watch, shall we? I can't wait. Yeah. To, for I I'm so excited. To, to see the shining star feral imp in episode one. <laughs> Honestly? Absolutely. If I don't Where's get my boy? feral imp in episode one, I'm going to write to to four kids in the past. You know, the complain. company that still exists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm... Hey, hey, I, I, I figured out the perfect, the perfect, um transition between the first half of this recording and the uh, second half okay uh okay and i'm just gonna and i'm just gonna do it full metal alchemist full metal alchemist
You cheated not only the game, but yourself. You didn't grow. You didn't improve. You took a shortcut and gained nothing, Yugi. You experienced a hollow victory. Nothing was risked, and nothing was gained. It's sad that you don't know the difference. All right. Well, <laughs> so, um, thank, thank, you, thank you, Thank you for indulging me. In this, uh, in this first episode, we have our special guest, Kaiba. Uh, Kaiba, why don't you introduce yourself a bit? Hi, I'm Kaiba. I hate poor people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else? Kaiba, would you like to do the plot summary of this Taxation episode? is theft, Kaiba. <laughs> uh. I can't. <laughs> okay. I'm still losing it. <laughs> okay. That's right, Kaiba. Taxation is theft. <laughs> Taxation is theft, Kaiba. Open your mind. Uh, there. So, Maybe so, now you'll see. Okay, we need to do a, so we're gonna a start plot off with, summary. We're going to start so, off with a plot so summary. Actually, the first thing that I want to say before we do a plot summary is, that theme song slaps. Um, yeah. Yes, and Feral Imp was in it. So, so you got Imp your wish. Yes. I did. I don't have to call four kids. Good luck if you did. I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that theme song slaps real good. It slaps ten times. Is that how people use the, the term slap? Yeah. Yeah. Y- y- yeah, absolutely right. You're, that, you're totally that, right. That song is slapping hardcore. Mm-hmm. It slaps <laughs> like a bong. No. Here's uh, the thing is that slaps is what people say. I don't know if they say it like that. No, that, Ray, Ray is saying it right. That song is the slaps. It is the slaps, isn't it? It is. Okay, it has some genuine now. slappiness to it. Yeah, I mean, it builds up in a wonderful way, and you hear Yugi go, Yu-Gi-Oh! at some point, and... It's true. It's it's magical. It's very magical. I like the part where they go, Your move! I still didn't realize that was the actual line until until recently. I, I thought they were just making mouth noises. I <laughs> love... There's a guitar riff in there that I really, really enjoy. Um... It, it 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 goes it goes like you know yeah yeah that one I like it it's very radical I remember as a kid being like there's like so few words in this the only experience I have with theme songs are like the Pokemon one and like Sonic X and like this one has like no words they say your move and then it's just like just jams upon jams while fair imp dances before my eight-year-old eyes (laughs) so so we're gonna start off with a fun little plot summary to keep everybody uh up to speed so you know you you can go and watch the episode honestly i recommend joey hey are are you in there earth to joey it's your move it's your move Hmm. i don't get any of this dual monsters crap yug now is crap a swear I don't, I don't give any goshes about this dual monsters heck, Yug. <laughs> Darn. Uh, so, so who wants, who wants to start us off? So Yugi and his friends are at school, and Yugi and Joey are playing uh, dual monsters, and uh, Yugi is beating the the heck out of of Joey, and they're talking about the game, and Taya and Tristan are also introduced, and also is Kaiba in an inner monologue. Where they talk about Yugi's grandpa's card shop. Yeah, and uh, so I, 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 I just want to <laughs> because uh, they're talking about how uh, Yugi's grandpa uh, has a rare card, and then uh, Kaiba's eyes instantly dart over to them. Rare card. Rare card. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so they go to the game shop, and his grandpa shows them his most pre- precious treasured possession, the Blue Ice White Dragon. And mm-hmm. then Kaiba shows up and says, give me that card. I'll I'll give you cards and money. And they say no, and he leaves angrily. He's in a uh, huff. He leaves because, in a huff. Because uh, grandpa says that he would never part with this card because it's very important to him sentimentally and kai was like heart of the cards what 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 honky is that what honk and, what 
What honky is that? Ex- excuse me? That sounds it's, like a load of bullheck. He he calls the heart of the cards worthless, and then sends goons to kidnap Grandpa. It's true, it's true. Um, yeah, there's some, there's, there's some goons, including a, a man um, who I believe is only seen once in the show and never again he is this, he's a short bald-headed man with tiny round glasses and he looks like he's going to be an important character and maybe he is in the original Japanese version but he's certainly not an important character here so um these goons kidnap Yugi's grandpa um and take him to Kaiba Corp which is like Kaiba's dad's mega corporation um and basically Yugi and his friends go to the card shop after school and see that his grandpa's not there. And then he gets a phone call and he picks up the phone, Yugi, and, and Kaiba's on the other say? line. He's, I don't remember. He says, um, hello, game shop. Hello, game shop. Um, so Kaiba is on the other line and he says, Yugi, I, f- I have your grandpa. If you want to see him uh, bring... <laughs> every card you have to this location blah 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 you know he's 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 like doing a whole hostage situation thing um right so and, and, and i want f- and i want to point something out real quick at no point are the police ever called well that's the thing is that police are there to protect capital and since kaiba is a rich person there is pretty much uh nothing that they would be inclined to do about this kidnapping of the poor man anyways (laughs) (laughs) sorry don't apologize Um, they go to kaiba corp and uh they find yugi's grandpa and he is like on the floor all the way passed out i mean like he's he he seems injured he has to be carried out on a stretcher um yeah tristan just carries him wait really yeah oh well he gets taken away in an ambulance tristan gets just gives gives him a, a, a big old piggyback ride good for you tristan um but basically uh kaiba is like um kaiba's like you don't have to go with yugi uh it seems like they got it covered you need to stay and battle me and yugi's grandpa hands him his deck that he just not even 10 minutes ago lost with um but he's like believe in the heart of the cards kick this rich kid's butt um and do me proud and so yugi takes the cards and he's like i'm gonna kick your butt kaiba um and then they and then they start to duel with some oh oh you oh, skipped oh. I, for, I, the no, most no 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 I'm getting there I'm getting I'm getting okay. I'm, hey 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 it's okay it's okay I'm getting there so um her name is Taya right yeah before Yugi goes off to fight Kaiba um she calls everyone to huddle and mm-hmm. they do so and she has them all put their hands together and she draws a smiley face across all of their hands which is um in my humble opinion the best thing ever um like if you put like all their hands together it makes like a a, a, a an open mouth smiley emoji um and she yeah. said that it's a symbol of their friendship and it's for good luck and they're gonna they're gonna beat kaiba and stick it to the rich guy yeah and then, and then uh they all go to the hospital except for yugi and joey joey stays behind to cheer on his good friend yug uh and uh and then we get into into the duel itself um and i actually have brought up a play-by-play of oh, the goodness. duel, and i'm not gonna go through it like point by point but the long and short of it is um you know the duel starts and and uh it's uh and they basically just, uh, for the first bit, play a little bit of a, you know, power struggle. Um, Kaiba summons Hitosumi Giant. Hitosume? Hitosume. It's not Hitosume, it's Hitosume. Uh, Hitosume Giant. Uh, and then Yugi summons Winged Dragon, Guardian of the Fortress. The Fortress. Heck of I knows. Kaiba Core. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, and, you know, it, it kind of goes like that for a little bit. And Yugi starts drawing these cards, uh, these weird pieces of cards, like, well, it's a whole card, but it's like, right, he draws right leg of the Forbidden One. Uh, and then Kaiba's like, 
Hey, guess what, nerd? You know that blue-eyes white dragon your grandpa had? And there are only four of in the world? Well, I also have one. Now Boom. three, because I forgot to mention he did tear up Yugi's grandpa's card. He just took you're it right, and you're he right. ripped it to pieces and he was like... He was now like, th- now I, this card can never be used against me. And I hate poor people still. <laughs> um, so yeah, now there are three uh, blue-eyes white dragons in the world. Although tape does exist. Uh, but I don't think it's that's not tournament legal, legal if it's Yeah, tape, it's not yeah. tournament legal if it's taped back together. I don't think Grandpa is playing the card, you know? He would have kicked Kaiba's butt in that fight. Yeah. Well, would he, though? Because then Kaiba summons another blue-eyes white dragon. Oh, oh, oh no, he's got two of them. That meme, two of them. There's no way he can have three, right? There's no way he can have three. So, Yugi draws Sword of Revealing Light, which is a magic card, uh, which um, does not exist anymore. Uh, it is... <laughs> Uh, a lot of like the like uh, a lot of the early episodes of the show, like the game evolved a lot over the course of the show, and um, uh, and the the rules they're playing under in this duel are not the rules that people are playing under when they're playing Yu-Gi-Oh today. Uh, and Swords of Revealing Light, uh, it um, it uh, it basically stops uh, Kaiba's monsters from attacking for three turns. It says here, so there is, like, a play-by-play of the duel, but, like, even the play-by-play is a little confused on the details, uh, because it, it, it just says, uh, Yugi's hand content- contains rude Kaiser, left leg of the Forbidden One, right leg of the Forbidden One, left arm, right arm, um, but it doesn't, it's not like, at no point is it like, here's where he drew those cards, um, and then Kaiba summons uh, Ray's favorite, Judgeman. 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 Uh, A good judgmental boy. Uh, Yugi summons Dark Magician, which is Yugi's best card. Uh, but it's no match because Kaiba summons another Blue Eyes White Dragon, the third one, the he last has, one ever. The last one. They, uh, Kaiba has all of them. Because he's rich and he bought all of them on he 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 bought them all with his dad's money. He sniped those eBay auctions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, so that's it. If it, it looks like Yugi's gonna lose, uh, and uh, he he looks down at his deck, and the deck senses his doubt. And, uh, and then he sees a vision of all of his friends with their hand on the deck, with their, with their, ha- with their, with the hand that has the smiley face, and his, and his hand on the deck would complete the smiley face, um, because his friends are all there with him in spirit, and they're, g- and it's, it's the heart of the cards, and he draws Exodia the Forbidden One, instantly winning the, uh, instantly winning the duel, because, um, that's just how Exodia works. Although apparently in the in the canon of the show, no one has ever summoned Exodia before. Like no one's ever done it. No one's ever gotten all five pieces. Oh, did I mention that Grandpa's psychic? <laughs> He's something like that. Yeah, his, I mean he he was ast- he was definitely astral projecting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when your body is hurt like his was, your soul just kind of leaves and goes to your next of kin, who is Yugi. And this is not canon, but his soul hey, does go talk to Yugi for a second. Hey, uh, quick question. What happened to Yugi's dad and mom? Or potentially they... dads and or moms? So Kaiba has have, them. Have you ever heard of Dark Magician and Dark Magician Girl? Are are those Yugi's parents? Those Is that Yugi's what you're parents. suggesting to me? Yes. So every time right. that that Yugi summons Dark Magician, he's summoning his dad. Correct. Wonderful. His Thank father's you. soul was sucked into that card. Mm-hmm. I would just like to. Uh, quickly establish that you are suggesting that the dark magicians are bisexual because there is no world in which anyone that looks like that is a straight person absolutely also i'm pretty sure dark magician girl is actually dark magician's sister oh okay all right so never mind my theory um think about it yeah well yeah so dark magician something uh dark magician judge man is yugi's other dad right yugi has two dads 
you guess two dads. It's Dark Magician and Judge Man. And, um, and Dark Magician Girl is his kooky aunt. Right. I would watch this sitcom. I would, I would absolutely too. watch the sitcom. We kind of just did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... Oh, by the by, did we... So, here's the thing. It's an anime. There's a lot in it. But, did we mention the fact that Yugi transforms into a large man? Not yet. No, he does do that, though. He becomes a man through the Millennium Puzzle. His voice gets deeper, and his eyes get more intense and he goes he goes kaiba i'm gonna kick your butt and then See, kaiba's I like, that time. What i didn't the... swear the only mention so far of of yugi turning into a man and it's kaiba going what the yeah it's it's true um spoilers i guess but like for the most part in the show most people don't tend to care about the fact that yugi transforms into a big man when it's because he keeps the hair when when he's got because his millennium puzzle which is a it was just an upside down pyramid with um, an eye on it it's with an illuminati. eye on it it's the illuminati um uh it it does a little wiggle it does a little dance and yugi screams Yu-Gi-Oh! Which is the only time in the show that the word Yu-Gi-Oh is important. Um, and uh, he transforms into a man. He goes from being approximately three feet to, like, five, six. <laughs> yeah, that's that's accurate. Um, anyway, uh, is that the episode? That's the oh, episode. Oh, uh, Yugi, uh, as big man, uh, shatters Kaiba's brain. <laughs> Some in in a sense, yes. We're not that's really what that, sure. Yeah. That's what that move is called. It's called brain shatter. It's called yeah. brain shatter, and it opens up your mind to new ideas and friendship. But also shatters it. And also, you gotta pick up your brain now because it's all in pieces, like a Millennium Puzzle. I like that. I like that analogy. It's very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll play with that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to hear everyone's initial impressions of this episode. Is it although, time? although <laughs> it, initial impressions is maybe a, a bit generous. Impressions, yeah, because we have seen this episode twice now. Also, yeah. is is it time? Can I do it? Can I talk about? It sounds like you want to do it. I want to yeah. talk about it, please. Yeah, we've alluded to it a little, uh, a little bit, but yeah, uh, because but I pl- can't, I can't help myself. But please get into it. Okay, everybody. So this is like, this is not new to me. Like, this is not a revelation I just had. I had it the first time we watched the episode. It's all up in my notes. But uh, basically, uh, the entire first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! is a metaphor for class struggle. And I will go through that just real quick. Just, 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 just touch on every point, okay, and then if we want to get deeper into please it, please do. Please do. Uh, yeah. So the episode starts with Yugi and Joey having a dual monsters battle, as as youngsters do in this universe, and um, Joey loses uh, very quickly. Um, well, I guess we don't know how long the battle had been going on before, but it seems like Yugi just kind of destroys him, and he's like, he's like, ah, I'm no good at dual monsters, and that's how he talks. I don't know if we established that, but that's how he that's how he speaks. A yug, a yug, a So Yugi is like, is like, it's not that you're bad at the game. It's just that my my grandpa owns a card shop, so I have better cards. And essentially, what they're doing is they're establishing that Yugi has privilege, and essentially because of his lineage, he is receiving more more advantages in these these dual monsters duels. Than the average person, such as Joey, a presumably uh, blue-collar, casual dual monster player. Um, So they've already established that there, you know, there are differences based on uh, economic class in this universe. And then the rest of the the episode is about Kaiba, a very rich boy using his wealth and power to bully those of a lower class. He, you know, he he comes to the card store, he offers, like, money, and he offers cards to take this Blue-Eyes White Dragon, which is a possession that Yugi's grandpa just likes to have. You know, he doesn't necessarily use it, he just likes having it. Mm-hmm. Its value and, does not come in from the fact that it's a rare card, it's yeah, the fact that... Yeah, they established that, that too. You, you, Yugi, you'd Yugi, feel the same way if... If it was a if it was a common card, right, right, Gramps? That's right, Yugi. Um, so, so what a bunch of baloney. 
What a bunch of baloney. So <sighs> Kaiba is real upset by this because he wants that card for uh, essentially monetary reasons. You know, there's only four in the world and it could hurt his status if he loses to someone else who has a, a blue eyes white dragon. Um, and he se- essentially uses his wealth and power to bully uh, the, these, these uh, I, won't, I won't say poor, but at least like lower to middle class. You know, it's just they, 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 they own a card shop that, that probably does decent business because it seems like Yu-Gi-Oh! is a pop, or Duel Monsters is a popular game in this universe. So they probably do decent, but they're not, they don't own a company like Kaiba Corps. They don't have a corporation. Um and essentially, when they all go and fight Kaiba, they believe in themselves, they believe in the power of friendship, and they manage to pull out a win against this mega corporation. Now, I haven't seen the rest of the show. I don't remember the rest of the show at all. So I don't know if these themes are consistent throughout. But the first episode is very clearly about how these uh, these lower to middle class people uh, stick it to the rich boy that's essentially bullying people with his his privilege and his wealth and his power. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't disagree Yugi, with that. Yugi yeah. develops class consciousness to help his friends. Yeah, I, I, I think honestly that's a it's it's like pretty awesome read on the episode i i i'm a big fan of it i do not re- remember if the those sort of themes continue because it's not something that i ever noticed when i was watching the show before but it makes a lot of sense on reflection mm-hmm. yeah that's not something i noticed as a child because i didn't know about class structures as a child right but, like watching it now i'm like yeah yeah no marble she's got it boom bam <laughs> done <laughs> Mm-hmm, this is, mm-hmm. this show is about if if you just watch episode one of Yu Gi Oh, you're like, oh, this show is about metaphors about class struggle. <laughs> it 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 see here's the thing is that that's literally all I know about the show, and that's what it feels like in my heart. That maybe the rest of the show will follow this. I don't know if it will or not, but I'm like I'm kind of hoping it does because that was like for me that was a very fun read. I was like I was having a good time drawing these conclusions based on what they they presented to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good and read, then, and yeah, uh, even if it's not what the show's going to continue, like those are definitely facts that are true anyway about these characters. Like you're right, like yeah. Yugi and them are the middle class, and Kaiba is of the upper class, and they struggle against him i mean just look at the look at the difference between the quality of the battles you know like yugi fights joey like on his desk at school and kaiba is like i only duel with these massive holograms that money created somehow right (laughs) right right yeah which i love i love the holograms yeah they're very cool right well yeah because like um I mean, certainly the show would not be maybe as interesting to watch if we couldn't see the monsters. Well, do we ever go, do we ever again see characters just having a duel, just like just um, chilling pr- and just playing? Probably, probably. Probably. I can't remember right now. Honestly, yeah, neither can I. But Kaiba, Earth to Kaiba, it's your move, Kaiba. <sighs> <sighs> Hmm. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I really, like, uh, here's the other thing about Yu-Gi-Oh! If you're just watching it for the first time, you you realize it's metaphors for class struggle, and also, it's about building bonds of friendship to overcome obstacles. And, like, that's hammered, like, firmly into the beliefs of the characters. Yes. And growing up, that's not something I really noticed. Like, I remember the friendship symbol, and I was like, cool, but, like, I'm pretty sure that theme carries throughout the entire show. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship versus capitalism. Friendship versus capitalism is the name of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... And I've, I, some of the things that I didn't like about this episode was mostly the voice acting and the, the, the lines. But Mm -hmm. I think that's just because some of the lines are a little dated and it wasn't done. Well, I don't want to say it wasn't done by a professional studio because I don't know what to define four kids as. Um, (laughs) A studio. (laughs) Right. But like, you know, you can tell the, the show's a little dated, but like at the heart, it's still good. Heart of the cup. Cards. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Mars. What did you think? I loved it. I um, 
for me, like I the the like the voice acting and the like lines and all of that, like the writing, really, I I loved it all. I loved it all. I thought it was such a blast. Like, uh, like it's such a, a fun show, and I love the animation style and the art direction. Um, I, I, I it's just it's just so fun to watch. I love all the characters. I love. I think the I think just like the the dueling is like because it's basically a fight scene, mm-hmm. it, it, but you know instead of instead of you know punches and kicks, it's cards. Um, and but like. I, I think the the duel is like really exciting and fun to watch, and I and it's got so many iconic moments in it. Uh, my favorite, of course, being Kaiba saying, um, "Draw your last pathetic card," and then, <laughs> and then Yuki's like, "My grandfather's deck has no p- pathetic cards, Kaiba," and then he draws Exodia, and it's a cool moment. Um, yeah, no, I just I I don't know that I have any like complaints about about it like it's just really fun to watch it's so endearing in a way that i did not expect like yes it's it's cheesy as all hell as of course as card game animes about friendship are in my opinion meant to be Mm -hmm. right um it just it just it works well and i i I just i want to throw this as a discussion topic uh just into the mix about the the hand symbol uh being paralleled in the the in the narrative as like Exodia like putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Yes. Um, yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. And yes. then presumably later something with a Millennium Puzzle. I mean, it's called a Millennium Puzzle, and I don't know anything about it, but I'm assuming that that's gonna come up again. But it's like they put their hands together when they pull the last card of Exodia, and like it's this whole like uh you know it's this whole symbol for friendship and believing in yourself and believing in the deck and the heart of the cards. It's all it's great. It's it's so good (laughs) yeah no absolutely and that is definitely not something i recognized growing up i was like cool exodia like i didn't care about friendship as a child (laughs) i don't know if that's if that's obvious um but watching it now you're totally right marvel and it's really cool how they did that how they tied those things together get out We've got we've got all of these thematics and and allegories and metaphors and all of that. But I I'm here to ask the real important questions. Please. What happened to Grandpa? Oh, uh, he got injured. He <laughs> he got very hurt. He, he okay okay. Here's my theory. So so we when we come in we're in, in medius res grandpa just got beat by Kaiba he's on the ground injured somehow and Kaiba's like I have this card now rip rip and then mm-hmm. grandpa's like I'm milled and injured and what I think happened was either two one of two things and I want it to be the first thing Kaiba just kicked him off the the virtual top thing. Just like, no, this is my car. Or some. I think if Kaiba, he fell from the top, he would be dead. Fair. No. Yeah. Here's here's my other theory. Uh, once they got down, Kaiba had some grunts push him over and took the blue eyes from him. Now, I I think that's most likely what happened. But I I do want to point something out. Um. As far as I can tell, the room where they find Grandpa is not the same room that the duel happens in. Right. So Grandpa fell down at some point after the duel. Right. So I'm assuming they got they finished the duel, got down from the virtual towers, and then they go to the room, and then Kaiba's like, Grunt A, take the card, and then they push him over and take the card, and now Grandpa's injured. I think from from like uh from like a textual standpoint, what they want you to assume um is that he just like he he dueled so hard that he lost and just lost all of his energy, got fatigued. I don't know, but since it's never explained, we can literally uh theorize as much and for as long as we want. Um, I believe it was brought up last time that the grandpa was uh, seeking liability after getting his card stolen. (laughs) 
uh-huh. it was like it was like Kaiba, you don't have any cameras in here. Oops, I tripped on I tripped on your hologram stairs. These aren't up to code. And, <laughs> right. You know he's gonna take him to 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 Judge Man Court. Well, then- <laughs> well, yeah. If 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 uh, if osha walked into that dueling arena they would have so many problems oh yeah the dueling platforms uh no railings there's no railings there's no harness there's no nothing it's just a ladder up to a big platform now the holograms themselves seem to contain flashing lights also of which there is no warning uh-huh. Right. There's flashing Which... lights. Also, uh, and and this is something we discussed last time. Uh, the holograms seem to be able to like have physical effect on the real world. It in, in like when attacks happen, like like people get like blown back. Um, and like uh, my theory on that is le- very like legitimately just like oh, I think it's just like um, you know there are like big fans or something in the ho- in right. the in the platform that activate, you know, whatever. But that's also very dangerous, Kaiba. He's rich, he doesn't care. I think that I think that might be entirely true is that he just doesn't care how dangerous it is He just thinks it looks cool and will sell money. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about It'll sell it'll bills. sell money. Ray. It'll sell money. It'll sell money. Kaibacore, we sell it'll, money. It, it'll 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 sell money. Yeah. Um. I. So that. I think that's the mystery of Grandpa solved. He got beat up. By, he got beat up. He got beat up by a thug, and he got his card stolen. A thug that just so happened to wander into Kaiba Corp. I guess my question is, why even have the duel? Um, if, as a show if, of power. If are Ka- you saying from the grandpa's perspective or from Kaiba's? From either. Well, from from Kaiba's especially. If he's just going to beat up an old man anyway, why not get it over with at it's the start? Sh- That's it's why sh- I think it was the liability thing. Because I think... I think that the in context, if Kaiba was going to push the man over and steal his card, he could have just done that. He literally, he literally had his 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 hired muscle kidnap Yugi's grandpa. Grandpa was like, "What if I refuse?" And they were like, uh, "You don't have a choice, buddy. You're coming with us." They kidnapped this 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 card shop owner who's old and defenseless and they bring him to Kaiba Corp so that essentially from what I can tell Kaiba can just like flex on him like really hard and maybe like also take the blue eyes white dragon and then uh his I don't know maybe there was a struggle when he tried to take the dragon we don't know we weren't there we weren't in the room when it happened so I I guess because and here's the other thing that we have to address and we we talked about it very briefly but Grandpa is psychic uh he is it's yes. it's not stated anywhere but he does like astral project into Yugi's head like twice yes uh like. And he knows when Yugi's having doubts, and he's like, and he knows when Yugi won. Yeah, he knows when Yugi won. Like, he's psychically linked to, to Yugi. Um, now that seems like a violation of privacy. It does. There's probably an agreement they made. They, they I did I wouldn't a be pact. comfortable. If my, did a if my grandpa astral projected to me and talked to me about my feelings, I'd be like, it's a little personal, grandpa. They, they probably did a contract. It's fine. They, they have limits. They imagine, know sign it, imagine signing a contract with your own grandpa about whether or not he's allowed to psychically project into your head. Now, is this a, is this a, notarized contract or like a like a spiritual like okay, like magic contract so here's the thing it's it so judgment is there to make sure that it's a legal contract and then karibo okay. is there to make sure that the spiritual side is also obligated so, so judgment has notary powers correct okay uh judgment so uh, on that note ray do we do we want to do we want to get into our featured card of, of the episode? Yes, what did we call this? Card creeps? Didn't like that. Um, didn't like no, that. Card creep is bad. Card, card captors. Nope, that's an anime. Card, um. uh... We had very, something. The very special featured card zone where we talk about a card, and that's the full title. We had something. Marble thought of it. Also, and, it, and, and that's the full title good. is part of the title. <laughs> yes. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't remember, folks. I, um, we'll look into it. We'll figure it out. But um, we're going to do some featured cards every, or featured card every episode. Yeah, uh, we, we, we want to we wanna, we wanna highlight a card that's in the episode. 
because because we're nerds. <laughs> now, does Yu-Gi-Oh uh, follow a typical Monster of the Week structure where every week we're going to learn something cool, like a new card or something? Or oh yeah, is, for sure, is, like a little bit. Cool. Like new cards and stuff are introduced all the time. It, like, it's, yeah. it's it's more like person of the week. Anyway, yeah. you'll you'll see you'll see. Um, so this episode's. Uh, featured card is Judge Man, who was used by Kaiba, and it is a monster type. Uh, attribute is Earth. It's a warrior normal type, and it's level 6, and it has an attack of 2200, and a defense of 1500. Now, can, can we just really quick talk about uh, how many things there are on a Yu-Gi-Oh card? Yes. There okay. is the name. The, the name. Level. The level. The elemental type. Yep. The, the circles. The circles at the, the top. The circles are the level. Oh. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's so type. each. Yeah. It's uh. It's like uh. Well, like it's like monster type, and then it's card type. Right. So the the type it is is like the kind of monster it is. Or, yeah. like, whatever. And then there's monsters, spells, traps, and something else. And though the color of the card is indicates what that is. And monster cards are usually brown. Yeah, monster cards are brown, spell cards are green, trap cards are, um, like, deep purple, deep, like, purple-pink. Yeah. Pink, yeah. Purple. But in the show, they all look exactly the same. Um, no, they don't. No. Were they different colors? They were different yeah. colors, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. And, oh, you yeah. Know, and then we get into some some hues of blue, depending on fusion monster. Yeah, there's and fusion then, monsters, wow. and, then and then there's, there's wow. synchro monsters. Mm-hmm. It's a whole what? thing. And then wow. there's special cards that just have their own color. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm being mind-broken. Um, <laughs> I do want to say that, like, I'm very glad that they spared us uh, the literal experience of playing with a deck that you're not familiar with that like yugi was doing in which he painstakingly had to read all of the descriptions before Mm -hmm. he could take his turn right right and speaking of the flavor text of this card is this club wielding warrior battles to the end and will never surrender you know like a judge does yeah a judge never gives up that's the tagline for judges like all judges like all judges all judges with their clubs judges never give up with their clubs and crowns They walk around with their clubs and just chant, judges never give up. And they fight endlessly because they're judges, as judges do. They now, don't... is Judge is Judge Man a species or is Judge Man a like individual? He's a man, uh, and definitely a species. Oh my god! I don't know. Is there a species of Judge Men? And if one of them transitions, are they a Judge Woman? Um. I, yes. Yeah. Uh, or do I'm they gonna... be? Hmm. hmm. Sorry for posing so many difficult questions. No, this is good. They might become. Okay, so whenever a Judge Man dies, oh god. <laughs> He becomes a scapegoat. A scapegoat? Yes, you don't know what the scapegoat is. Oh, no! Oh, no. Is this Yu-Gi-Oh! Deep Lore that I'm not familiar with? It's a card. Oh. It's a card. We'll we'll highlight it later for sure. For sure. Um, But Judge Man... Judge Man, I believe, is intended to be a single person, although, like, not all of the cards have lore. Some cards are just, like, you know, hey, Judge Man exists, deal with it. I think a lot of the cards are, like, this card is the, this is the monster. There's no species. Right. Like, Dark Magician, that's the Dark Magician. Blue Eyes White Dragon, well, there's four of them, three of them. Um, t- time wizard. That's the time wizard. You know, this has been card c- card inspectors. Card corner. C- card card corner. corner. There it is. I'm dabbing. Hell I, yeah. I'll, also dabbed actually. I'll, I'll, I I just went ahead and did a did a courtesy dab. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Um, so yeah, that's the card corner. Look forward to it. We'll probably clean it up, figure out a, a more fun way to talk about the cards than just this is it. But we'll we'll figure it out. Back to the show. Can we can we discuss the nature of the heart of the cards specifically? If the heart of the cards is a tangible thing, um, if if the deck is in some way sentient, then is tearing the blue eyes white dragon akin to murder? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. So, okay. So we had part of this conversation last time, but okay, like the, the basic idea... I'm coming at it in a new way. I coming love at it. it in a new way. So the basic idea here is that, like, in the episode, like, Yugi, like, I guess, activated the heart of the cards uh, to pull the final piece of Exodia that he needed. Through the power of friendship, through the power of the heart of the cards, he was able to summon Exodia. So, so the two questions we're raising here, I guess, or, or like, okay, the question is, uh, oh my god, there's so many questions that you've raised. Okay. Okay. So, does the heart of the cards, uh, physically change the order that the deck is, the cards in the deck are? Does it physically change the order of the deck? Um, if it does, does that mean that the de- that the deck is in some way alive? If that's true, is tearing up a card murder? Which- and also is Heart of the Cards cheating because it does change the order that the cards are in. Supposedly, maybe. We're, we're okay. not there yet. We're not there yet. Right. But, okay. Yeah. I think we should start with the question of does it change the order of the deck, which the 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 language of the show seems to suggest it does because i can't imagine a scenario in which yugi doesn't like start believing in his friends and they all they all pull the last card from the deck together and they make the friendship symbol with their hands like if he was still scared if he was still doubtful and his grandpa was like yugi yugi you have to believe in yourself and he's like but but grandpa i don't think he would have pulled the last piece of exodia I don't think it's realistic. So, okay, so I think the answer then is y- yes, the the cards change. They, so nobody, they must. nobody wants to debate that. No, I well, don't. I, I, feel, I feel like they must. They must. Yeah. Like, because, like, you're right. Like, there's no scenario where he, where he, like, where he, you know, he sees all of his friends in front of the, of, in front of him, and they all pull the card together, and then he pulls Pharaoh Lamb. There's no way that that happens. <laughs> but if it did, think about how absolutely incredible that would be. So is it, is it cheating, and is it direct action? So, so. I, th- I think what we did, because we, we did have a bit of this conversation last time, but I, I think what we decided is that it's not cheating because... Correct. Yeah, so it's not... Che- using the heart of the cards is not cheating because potentially everyone has access to the heart of the cards. Yugi is very receptive to it, recep- receptive to it because Grandpa taught him. But Kaiba equally has that opportunity to access the heart of the cards if he opened his mind and allowed friendship and trust into his heart. Yeah, and it, believed in his deck, not just yeah. power. If if, Ka- if Kaiba had a friendship circle with his with his ragtag ragtag group of buds, then and formed a bond with his deck. Yeah, then he absolutely would have won that duel. So it's like it's like um it's like when people get that controller hookup that lets them use a mouse and keyboard on their PS4, and then they play Overwatch and they just destroy everybody. Like everybody technically can access this 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 benefit. However, uh, some people don't believe in it and still have technically the same rules and the same tools, but. They're not utilizing the heart of the uh, aimbot. Right. That is such a specific example, but I see how it works. It's where my mind went. I saw your McCree profile picture and I was like, mm hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, Overwatch. I think that's what it is. Like, everybody technically has equal access to this. And this goes into the class thing. <laughs> Everyone it has does. equal access to the heart of the cards. But the upper class doesn't think they need it because they're above it with money and power. Yeah. The heart of the cards represents socialism. It does. Oh, I like this because it's it's about community. It's about your bonds with other people. It's, yeah. It's it is the symbol of friendship. It's the symbol of working together, and that is something that Kaiba vehemently rejects. Even insofar as to deny a duel with his classmates, unless it is in the context of bullying them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. Like I have a lot to say about this this episode. I, we good. broke this case wide open. Yeah, we really we did. did. So well, it's 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 not cheating. It is a tool. It's an assist, and rich people can use it, but they choose not to because they 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 have been corrupted they, by money and power. They, they believe don't have they have that better level tools. of empathy. Yeah, exactly. They they have three blue eyes, white dragons. So who needs friends? 
Everyone, blue eyes, everyone needs blue friends. Blue eyes, dragons can be my friend. Don't spoil it. Now, if somebody is like, what? What if somebody's like, like a a, a kind of a neat? They don't have any friends. Does that mean they're like fundamentally worse at the game? Um. I don't think so, because they could still believe in the heart of the cards. Aw, uh, now my brain is drawing parallels to Card Fight because it's about a neat with no friends that, that plays card games. You know what? <laughs> card Fight's good. Okay, that's it. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it, Marble. Yes. Um, what was I, the other question? The other question is, is the deck alive? I think, in a sense, now, yes. So here's here's the other question. Are the cards alive? Because those are two I, different questions. See, I need I need more evidence. I feel like I feel like I'm not convinced that the deck is alive. I think that the Millennium Puzzle has something to do with that last draw, as well as the power of friendship. I'm not ready to accept that the deck is alive. I want to watch more, and I want to make that conclusion. I want to find out: Is the deck alive? Did Kaiba murder a innocent card? But that's okay, probably worth so a billion dollars. I, I want to 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 you know raise this point: the question of is the deck alive is different from are the cards alive right mm-hmm. and so are we deciding that like like which which line of thought are we pursuing because if the deck is alive then that means like it's it, it I, i'm treating it more like a force that is upon the deck but if the cards I, are, yeah. the, are, are if the cards are alive then the deck is making a decision well, I, if the if the deck is alive, would it be a collective unconscious of the cards, or is is life imposed upon it once it becomes a deck? I I was thinking more life is imposed upon it when it becomes a deck. Okay. Um, I think the monsters are alive, and their souls are in the cards and the decks. I don't want to live in a universe where Feral Imp is not alive. Like they're not like like the. I think there's the spirit of that monster is imbued in in the cards. The heart of the cards, even. Right. Yes. We really need to get these terminologies down. Show once we get that, we'll feel mm-hmm. much better. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to see more to get a concrete to reach a conclusion. Yeah, I, about I agree this, about this specifically. Yes, I, right. I am not ready to say whether or not the cards or the deck are alive. I will abstain. Okay. I plead the fifth judge man. Okay, um, Jesus. Uh, well, like a judge man wielding a club, I think we have reached the end of our journey. I, th- I think we have. I think we have. Um, well, all right. I guess, I guess our hand's been played. Thank you for listening to Deck of Friendship. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Friendship Deck uh, or uh, Deck of Friendship Pod at gmail.com. Our turn is over. Your move. Ooh, I got tingles from that. That was good. I like that. I got tingles.